Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 128 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast, brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotics. I'm Dana. And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your host for today. Yay! And we're always giggling, I can't <laughs> help it. So if you hear the giggle before I start talking, that's why we are always laughing before we start. Today we are talking with Bible health educator, chiropractor, and author of The Healing Power of Essential Oils, Eric Zielinski, about essential oils and how they can ease thyroid symptoms. Right? I'm so excited for this show. I really, really am. I think it will be very, very cool. Hmm. Of course. We would like to thank our sponsors, ThriveProbiotic.com. It's a spore-based, a little bit different than your average probiotic, actually a lot different than your average probiotic. Uh, Verified actual by studies to survive gastric acid. It's gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut. And I just have to kind of go out on a limb here and say that um, my antibodies came down significantly. So, oh, my God, like, you're so strange. From 200 to 66, <laughs> right, and haven't budged in forever. Oh my God, uh, literally haven't budged in forever, right, Dana? Mm-hmm. And uh, adding the Just Thrive probiotic was one thing that I did change, and uh, I don't know. I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm wondering if that definitely has something to do with it. So that is very cool. We we love our sponsors. Please check them out. ThriveProbiotic.com. Right? So exciting to 66. I mean, that's amazing. Right? What if the correlation is there? And it's just uh, amazing. I mean, it's not right? a fact, but it is a hypothesis. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we could we could probably bring uh, Karen back on and have a little chat about that. I don't know, you know, I think that's a very, you know, just from my personal experience, you know. Oh, he is uh, coming back on two more times. We'll have him on the show two more times between now and October. Yeah. Right. He is an amazing, amazing person and just incredibly smart and a joy to talk to. He takes really complex subject matter and makes it very easy to understand, which I just love. (laughs) He is an understandable super smarty, which is a gift in and of itself to be able to speak to um, the rest of us. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but, um, but I definitely think that's really cool, and that is that was one thing, you know, that I had done differently. So I just think that's amazing, honestly. And you weren't on any other vitamins or anything, no, right? I, no, I had stopped my vitamins Um quite a few of them, not all of them. I still take vitamin D and um, a couple other things. But, um, no, I had stopped the multivitamin, which had a lot of, um, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of in a learning phase, let's put it that way. So I had stopped the multivitamin, which had a lot of, um, like, extras in it, you know, extra herbs, and, and um, they weren't just, you know, a, D, C, E, things like that. Right. But um, I had wanted to stop because of corn, because a lot of supplements are actually derived from yeast and corn, and so I had wanted to stop all that. So I had stopped including uh, a some, multivitamin. Including some uh, pure encapsulations, right? Including some pure encapsulations, yes, which I had been taking for a long time. But um, 
wanted to really, um, you know, I found out that quite a few supplements are derived from yeast and um, corn. I was like, what? (laughs) You know, I mean, we focus so much on organic and GMOs and, you know, here we're taking these things for health and, and, uh, you know, sometimes they can be problematic for certain individuals. So, you know, I just thought, you know, that was the other X factor. Um, there were only two things I'd changed. I'd changed my supplements, and, of course, I had um, added the Just Thrive probiotic, what, for about maybe, what, six months? How long have we had? Three months? Yeah. Was it six like months. September? Some, yeah, six months. Yeah, September, September, um, September. yeah. But, yeah, I just definitely think, you know, of course, the, the vitamins that I'm deficient in, which were um, a couple of Bs, B1, B12, um, I don't mess with my B vitamins and my vitamin D. That doesn't go anywhere because I, I have issues with those two things. So they are a mandatory supplement. But, um, yeah, well, I and to get rid of that, any corn or yeast, you know, which – so that's that's the other X factor. That's why I say it's a, it's a hypothesis. And, of course, when something happens one time, which is a great precursor to today's show – um, you know, an NIH, you know, National Health Studies, you know, report on essential oils and things like that. That doesn't necessarily make it a fact. It makes it a study and a potential hypothesis for that. But it requires more study to actually make it an absolute, if that makes sense. And and then again, it's not going to be an absolute for, for everyone. Everybody is very different. You know what I mean? Is there is there a, a governing body, so to speak, for essential oils and care and caution and that kind of thing? Uh, no. I mean, you have the professional aromatherapy organizations like uh, AIA and NAHA, which is the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapy. You have guidelines. Um, but, you know, essential oils are, are also, you know, you have super smarties all over across the board that, um, you know, promote different usage and, and um and no, there is no regulatory governing body on essential oils at this time. No. Hmm. Okay, so guidelines. And who did you say? The A H A I A. Naha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, which is the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. And then mm-hmm. uh, Naha, which is the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapy. Those are the two, I wouldn't call them governing bodies, but they are two... Uh, membership organizations for, um, you know, current data and research and um, general usage recommendations and things like that. So, um, of course, I have to give uh, Robert Tisserand a shout-out for those um, that love essential oils. I think it's an amazing book to have. Um, Have it right here next to me. The uh, second edition of Essential Oil Safety by Robert Tisserand and Rodney Young. I think that is an amazing resource, um, you know, to help people with safe usage. Um, And it includes, you know, those with uh, rare disorders and weird stuff like me, uh, (laughs) where a a general, you know, guideline on a probiotic would be, um, or excuse me, general guideline on an essential oil might be a little bit high. So uh, Robert Tisserin takes into consideration those with, you know, that are more fragile, you know, systems metabolically and endocrine. 
So I'm a big fan of his, and I think this book is definitely um, a must-have for anybody that enjoys studying essential oils. Um, I think it's a must-have book. Yeah. But I'm excited because um, Eric, I believe, is in, in currently enrolled in um, – trying to think it's Scylla I know it's Scylla Shepherd Hanger who's an amazing aromatherapy woman and educator and uh, I'm trying to remember the name of her it's skipping me right now hold on a second her and her daughter I'm gonna pull it up here real quick but um, she also has an injury reporting site for essential oils which is very very important especially right now Atlantic Institute of Aromatherapy. I don't know how I forgot that. Um, but Atlantic Institute of Aromatherapy, I know Eric is currently enrolled in the aromatherapy certification, which is awesome. And um, so I'm excited. Where is Yeah, it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he just messaged a few minutes ago and said, is this video or audio? So I'm just waiting. We are just That's waiting. okay. Yeah. We will wait patiently, Eric. Don't yes, don't will. worry. We're here. Yes, we will. And uh, we're excited to hear about your book and excited to hear about your course. Yeah, masterclass, right? Yeah, masterclass yeah. course, right? Coming up. Well, since She's we have amazing. just a moment, I mean, who? what's that? Who? Who's amazing? Oh, Phyllis Shepherd Hanger. She's a vintage oh. aromatherapist, so she's in the. She and Robert Tisserand are longtime friends, and of course, Dr. Pappas and not all of them. Um, those are the old school. You know, they've been doing it for 40 some years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. And they have lots to say about the newbies, you know? They've uh-huh. learned. Jan Rose is another one. She is an amazing. I love hers. Her articles on essential oils are so in depth because she's an herbalist as well. So she goes. You know, she starts at the plant and then works upward, which is just, it's crazy. She's an amazing. Crazy smart, amazing right? Crazy smart. Oh, yeah, she's so in-depth. And she writes this the these limericks on, it's kind of cool to follow her on Facebook because she writes these limericks about football that, you know, <laughs> brings in herbs and things like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And she was also a designer. Uh, in her time. So she designed clothes that are like in museums now with the big, you know, flare sleeves. I'm sure she's loving it right now because all that's coming back in, you know? Oh, very, very Uh, neat. It is very neat. And she's a perfumery. One of these days I'll get up to San Francisco um, and take one of her perfumery classes. You know, she has all of these um, phenomenal gardens and, and, um, she teaches people how to make perfumes on her premises. And uh, I think it's like a three-day workshop. You know, she offers a bunch of different classes, but it's pretty cool. And I thought, what an experience to go and see her garden and meet her and make some perfumes. I mean, that's like the ultimate bucket list <laughs> right? <laughs> for me anyways, you know. But, yeah, it's kind of cool. Oh! With no further ado, let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Good morning, Dr. Zelinsky. How are you? Hello. I'm so sorry I had uh, just a um, a brain fog. I, I wasn't sure where we were going, so thank you. <laughs> well, well, wonderful. We are so happy to have you on this morning. 
Yeah. And we just I talked in circles. Excited. Just waiting for you. We just we just talked in circles a little bit. It was fun. We talked <laughs> essential we'll oils and <laughs> oh, <laughs> talked about the upsell, that, That's the added value. That we we primed you up. We primed you yeah. up. So we're excited to hear about your course, right? With uh with Scylla, Shepherd Hanger. Oh, well, actually, yeah, so Syl is my aromatherapy mentor. i got to tell you something. When I hosted my first telesummit three years ago, I didn't know much about essential oils. I literally was a researcher, investigative journalist, a writer, a blogger, you know, ghost writer. I was doing medical stuff, and I hosted the summit. And I'm telling you something, 165,000 people were in attendance. We literally right. had thousands and thousands of emails and comments and people asking me, and I was very upfront, like, hey, I just started using these things a year ago. I'm no expert. And it dawned on me because the truth is this. It's really hard for someone to go online to find unbiased, evidence-based information on how to use essential oils. It's virtually impossible. And I say that, and this is to bless everyone out there, as a researcher, you know, I understand, like, I can't be tied to one company or, you know, there could be this, there could be that, or you need training. So I, I thought to myself, what do I do? And so I reached out to Scylla and I'm like, what's your school like? How, how can we learn together? Like, what can I do? Would you take someone like me on? I'm not looking to practice, but I want to learn. So she mentored right. me. Her and her organization peer reviewed my book. And we hosted a summit last year together. And so I actually learned. I went back to school to become a, quote, aromatherapist. And we just launched a 10-part video series. It's a master class. It's actually day two as of right now. 50,000 people have signed up from around the world. It's really exciting. And uh, we're teaching people aromatherapy 101 to advance topics and protocols like cancer, autoimmune conditions, and thyroid health. So I'm really excited about it. I wow. think that is awesome. I really, really do. And and to have uh, her, you know, your book as peer reviewed by her, that is, that is a kudos, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let me let me be honest with you here. Just be ever. Of course, I'm always honest. But let let me be more transparent. That was nerve wracking. <laughs> You know, my editor, because my book's with Random House, right? The largest book publisher in the world. I'm like, hey, we got to get this peer reviewed. But they're like, hey, we got a deadline. And the have still put this together. Because, yeah, I'm just really blessed. Um, I had to change a lot of things. Not a lot. I had to change some things that took a lot of work. But they're important. And so at the end of the day, the healing power of essential oils, which goes out March 13th, um, I am so excited. And actually proud to say it's the best thing on the market right now that talks about how to use essential oils to heal the body. Um, and anyway, we could talk all day long about the book, but I'm just thanking, I'm thankful for you. I really am. Thank you, ladies, for hosting this and for all that you do in the essential oil world because your work is so important. It's just an honor to, to be, you know, rub shoulders with y'all. Oh, well, likewise. Now, we have yeah. to kind of, we're going to go, we're going to reel you back, Eric, a little bit, if you don't mind. We always start the show uh, with a, a little bit about you and your history, um, I know you have quite a transformational story. So we would love to hear uh, how you came to be at this point in your life. And um, tell us about that, would you? Oh, yeah, boy, give us some oh background on you. Yeah. Well, I was a sick kid. And when I say I'm sick, I, I say that very cautiously because there are a lot of children right now that are suffering at a greater depth than I ever did. I never had cancer. 
I didn't have lupus. I didn't have a, an issue like that, but I was chronically ill. Um, on antibiotics a lot, ear infections a lot, sore throats. My parents elected to have my adenoids and tonsils taken out when I was in third grade. I was never breastfed, and that really caused a lot of problems because um, my gut flora just, just wasn't – I always had gut issues, always had gut issues. Developed cystic acne uh, when I was a teenager, which developed into depression. And what happened with that was what do most kids do back in the late or mid late eighties, early nineties was take Accutane, known as the suicide drug. Right. So I that's what we too. got on. Yeah. Too. And then as I got mm-hmm. to be a late teenager, um, got my hands on a fake ID and became an alcoholic mm-hmm. around eighteen, nineteen years old, starting to dabble in narcotics. And I was just an addict. I was I was suicidal thoughts, depressed. On the outside you know, had the MTV body, no one could tell, but on the inside I was rotting. No purpose, no hope. And I really was just, that's when I say when I was sick, I was a sick kid. And so 23 years old, I had a dr- dramatic spiritual transformation. And I, I, I'm one of those extreme people. As, as extreme as I was for that, I'm now extreme with what I do. And one of my mentors said, hey, your body is a temple. Um, you need to take care of it. And that's what I started doing. And so it's been now 15 years, I'm 38, and I've, I've just been a, a Bible health researcher and educator forever. And I dabbled in the things, you know, I, was a, I managed a bank and I did sales and corporate marketing and stuff. And I never thought I'd do what I do, but I felt the call I got in my life nine years ago to become a chiropractor to start a health center. Well, lo and behold, that didn't happen. But what that did was that experience opened up the door for me to be a researcher, for me to go online. And yeah, I got my degree and I'm a doctor, but I'm a public health researcher and I had no idea. I never practiced one day. I'll never forget looking at my student loans and looking at just my wife a couple years ago, like what happened? (laughs) But here we are. And lo and behold, because of my essential oil summit, it started me on a completely different trajectory of my life than I never thought was possible. And we could talk about oils, but I never was really big in the oils because oils wasn't part of my healing story. Part of my healing story was nutrition, meditation, mind-body practices, tai chi, exercise. That was my healing story, proper supplementation. I didn't meet essential oils until my wife introduced me to them. And she slowly kind of coached me through how to use them. But again, they're smelly stuff. I'm not going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friends wearing the language. They'll take my guy card away. It doesn't work, you know. So I just never did it. And until one of my clients, because I was, again, a medical writer, one of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports about oils. And that's when I had my aha moment because I literally looked at the research, like hundreds. And that's my job, hundreds and hundreds, thousands. Like you look at my book, I have almost like 400 references. Just in that little book, and that, that little book can, wasn't everything, right? And I was floored. I was like, what is this stuff? And then I started going deep, and that's when the idea came, well, why don't we host a telesummit, interview the experts. I'm not the expert, but let's interview the experts. And it went crazy viral. Three years later, we're talking on the phone right now. Wow, what a great world. So I'm excited. I've become uh, a global figure in the aromatherapy space. We have over 5 million people visiting my website every year, growing rapidly. And I'm just honored and blessed to be able to serve people because, again, I know what it's like to suffer, folks. I know what it's like to hurt, but I know what it's like to be well. And that's my mission is just to help people. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. It really is. And and I honestly have to say, Eric, I'm I'm really proud of you for shifting 
to the research-based, you know, because there is so much misleading information on aromatherapy out there. And, and really, in the grand scheme of, of, you know, studies, we're in the infancy of what they can actually mm-hmm. do. So I love people that are willing to transform with the research, in other words, at one point to say, you know, mm-hmm. with diffusion in particular, you know, we found that diffusing a shorter period of time intermittently was more beneficial to the human body and didn't create its stress. So I think the importance of people like you and, and people like Scylla in the aromatherapy community is to be able to shift when that research tells us something else. You know what I mean? Yes. It's critically important. So I'm really, really um, giving you a, a, a kudos Thank on you. shifting when when it's needed. You know what I'm saying? And the research shows us otherwise. Because yes. the future of essential oils in a medical setting is so promising. You know, but right now it's a little bit like the Wild West, wouldn't you say? I mean, there's so much promising information, and yet that, ooh, you know, sitting in the background of that, you know, uh, that may not necessarily be that way with everybody or whatever. So I'm I'm super excited and 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 so hopeful for the future that it becomes a little bit more fragrant. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, and you know, that's just natural health as a whole. Um this, oh, so this true, world, right? Yeah. You know, supplementation, um essential oils, these products are not monitored by the FDA. Anyone can right. say whatever they really want on a bottle until someone gets hurt, and then that's when they change stuff. Like, it really, you, I, that's the same phrase I use. We're in the Wild West, and so you have these network marketing companies, and bless their heart, they're doing a great job educating the world and exposing people to essential oils, but they are extremely restricted in how they can communicate. Right. Like, right. they legally can't say asthma. Like, are you kidding me? They have to say respiratory support. What's that mean? So what I did was to have freedom of speech. And, and again, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart. I don't want anyone restricting any of my freedoms. I'm thankful to be an American to have the freedoms I have, blessed and honored. And I'm like, I can't sell these things. And people don't believe me. I can't begin to tell you how many emails we have thinking that I'm hosting my master class as a sneaky way to sell sales because I'm a rep. Ah, right. <laughs> it's, it's conspiracy out there. Anyway, folks, I don't sell because I can't. Why? Because I have freedom of speech, and I'd have to take down my book and take down my website. I could freely talk about the research because I have no, fin- um, have no financial bias. And to me, I'm like the only one doing it. And right, and that is really for important it. for – right. That is important for people to, to know and understand, you know. Whether they can or can't do it, technically by law you're not allowed to say it and sell it. <laughs> I mean, it's really what it boils yeah. down to, you know. So even the the really, you know, amazing vintage aromatherapists, you know, split and did other things like education or, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that that's why, you know. So I'm sure you have some privy, too, um, with um, the injury reporting that Scylla started, which was a huge thing, I think, that... Hopefully yes. it will open the eyes of, um, you know, the multi-level marketing uh, companies. But I, I think it's great because when you do your webinars and you write your book and, you know, things come out like that, people can can actually separate. I mean, it, it's very difficult to for me to be, you know, to lump in a, a particular company because you have representatives from those companies some of which are, are you know, responsible with their 
uh, dispensing and, and others which, you know, do their own thing and whatever. So it's it's kind of difficult to, to, to say anything negative per se because there's a lot of great reps from, from even from the multi-level marketing companies too, you know? So you know what? we got to get Stella on here. You, you guys are going to love her. She's such a hoot. Um, she, she is She's a like hoot. the grandmother. She's like 40 <laughs> years in the industry. Like she's old enough to be my mom. She's, I, can, I call her the grandmother of aromatherapy. She's ran the longest-running aromatherapy school run by an aromatherapist. And so, anyway, she'll bring a whole different value. Because, again, I'm not a clinical aromatherapist. I'm a researcher. I'm an educator. I'm all about helping people with Bible, biblical principles, and that's, a, that's my thing. So when I met Scylla, this was at a time, and I think this is really important to folks to keep in mind, I guess, the perspective of things. Essential oils just just went what's the word i don't want to use viral but they just crazy. boomed yeah they yeah. exploded right yeah they exploded around 2012 2013ish well 2014 it got so crazy that so many people were making wild claims and we're talking every every mama blogger every com were claiming that oils can do x y and z and they're just making millions of dollars or they're just educating people trying to help so i just want to make a point here this isn't about greed. This is about people trying to build their business and making false claims or exaggerated claims about a substance. And so this is when um, um, this is when 2014 happened and things got a little hairy, where the aromatherapist started to talk, and they're like, "This is ridiculous." Right. There became <laughs> a rift between the aromatherapist and the network marketers. And remember Ebola, right? Well, when Ebola oh, came out, there were several bloggers that started to talk about how their brand, right? We're going to unname them because I don't, I don't even name them publicly. I can't. I don't even want to. Like, that's how crazy non-branded I am. But you know who you are, the big brands. The bloggers started talking about how oils can be used to treat Ebola. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. It the was. aromatherapist petitioned, petitioned the FDA. Like thousands of them put together a petition and the FDA shut down websites. Like I actually know a lady. I know her personally. She was providing for her son to go to college with her network marketing business, selling oils. She woke up that day. Her website was black. Shut yep. down. You don't think the government can do that stuff? Yeah. Get them upset. Yeah, they, they shut down websites. And then the big companies, you know who they are, they got cease and desist letters basically saying, you watch what your reps are saying or we're going to shut you down. And boom, that's when everything changed. So why am I saying this? The, the injury report that Scylla has put together was instrumental in helping that, but it's been instrumental in educating people. Look, these are precious plant-based compounds. They can help literally transform your life, but they don't come out without risk. And I think it's so important, folks, because literally people can die by drinking too much water. You could become toxic of anything. And we need to remember, yes, they're, based, they're, they're, they're plant-based, but they're not natural in the sense that you're never going to walk into a lavender garden and find a pool of lavender. It doesn't exist. You have to extract them. Literally 30-some pounds of lavender flowers just to get one itty-bitty 15-milliliter. Right. That's like 250 drops of lavender. That's right. not natural. It's not natural to do that. So for someone to just pour these oils on their body and just drink them right out of the, the, the bottle, and it's just not wise. And so there's been a lot of people that have been hurt and Scylla being dedicated to just safety and helping people, because, again, she knows what she's doing. She's been helping people, folks, and she teaches internal use. She teaches how to do proper suppositories. She teaches all this stuff, 
but it has to be done the right way. And so, yeah, so she has a great injury report. And unfortunately, I don't know, I wish it didn't have the brands on them, but unfortunately it does talk. And it's basically who's the most popular brand, who's selling the most oils. Right. We got to remember one thing. Yeah. You know, so it's a little skewed. And I see people using her report to, like, put down another brand. No, it's not the point. The point is, look, these people got well, they just kind of want to know because yeah. they're also looking for quality, Eric, too. That's another that's a yes. big issue, particularly when huge. you're ingesting essential oils. That's a huge issue is the quality yeah. of the essential oil and not even necessarily that it's just pure. I mean, let's take, for example, and I, I you know, I'm not going to throw out any names or anything like that. But one very common over the counter, you know, brand is is one percent linalol in in lavender. Okay, and then you have a more therapeutic yep. lavender that's going to run around 40%, 35 you know, 36% yes. linalol. So, you know, there's – and they're both lavender. They're both pure, no adulterations. We're just talking about plant quality and, you know, distillation yes. practices and, and storage practices and all these different things. So, you know, it, it, I, I agree with you. I, we need to – in the aromatherapy community, we need to stop throwing around names because it's not necessarily – it's the usage – it's the education that's being put out there. Those need to be on the line, not necessarily throwing around brand names. Because, you know, they're, they're pretty good oils, some of those mm-hmm. uh, multi-level marketing. So it's not a matter of quality oh, yeah. per se as it is the education that they're, that they're putting out there. And, and let's face it, that's how they make money, right? If they, if they were selling, you know, where they would sell less or, you know, now they've shifted to diluted and more safe, you know, different things, but yeah. um, they would yeah. significantly have sold less oil <laughs> if they had well, done it that way under that paradigm in the beginning. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned that. And, you know, that's exactly why I created my master class the way that it did, because I've been accused of people of teaching people to use less oils. Well, no, yes and no. Yeah, I'm not promoting people just to put a drop of frankincense in their mouth to prevent cancer. What I'm trying to do is help you reshape your entire life. So, yeah, you might not be using oils internally as much as you normally would want to, but now you're using them in your body care products. You're using them in your, your cleaning products. You're, you're kicking out toxins that you know very well cause thyroid hormone disruption. And my thing is to how to help people really bring healing to their body, and one way is limiting environmental threats. And so, yeah, I get it. It's like, but hey, at the end of the day, you know, not to get hippie on everyone, but folks. <laughs> I like being we, hippie. Well, yeah, let's be good. hippie. Well, let's be hippie. I we like being are, a hippie. I've been dressed well, like a hey, hippie. <laughs> let's get our patchouli. I got my, I'm, I'm, I'm right next to my oils here. Let, let me smell my patchouli and let, let's raise up uh, a peace pipe. We are consumerizing essential plants to extinction. It's virtually impossible right. to find indigenous blue chamomile, helichrysum, and other oils that are so valuable to the body, and now they have to be taken out of their nature, or beyond organic, organic by nature form, and then create farms out of their normal environment. That's not what we want. The plant That's that has not the what best we want. chemical... I'm so no. glad that you just said that. Yeah, we're consumerizing the death, so please, we have right. to think about our children. And yes, you want to heal your disease. There's other ways than putting 15 drops in a capsule every day. And not only counting well, the liver toxicity and stuff. Let's talk about that, stuff. Eric. Do you mind if I back you up? Because you did mention frankincense for cancer. It happens to be a personal oh, yeah. pet peeve of mine. So do you do you mind if we chat about that a little bit? Because I know with your research, I would love to hear what you know, even biblically, 
what you would say about frankincense and cancer. Yeah, so we have Do you mind? not even a dozen. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we have, we have roughly, we have under a dozen studies. Um, a, you know, we have in vitro, primarily, and something to remember too, folks. Unfortunately, our, our world, and I call us natural health, and I do. I'm sorry for the dichotomy. You got big pharma, and then you got us. We don't have big pockets. We don't have big pharma trying to push through billion-dollar profit drugs out through research trials. So we have clinical researchers here or there, maybe a chemist at a a lab in some university that got a couple thousand dollars for funding. It's a tough place to be a researcher. So we have only a few studies that actually evaluate the potential that frankincense has to be cytotoxic, apoptotic, which means causes um, programmed cell death, or even can cause um, um, anti-angiogenesis, which means that shrinks up the blood vessels that feed the tumors and so many different things. Actually, essential oils have been shown in vitro to, to stop cell repair so cancer cannot repair itself. They've done, this, they've done these studies, but there's only a few of them, and most of them, by and large, are in vitro, like cells in a Petri dish. So you have right. a company, a big company, who funded a couple studies on frankincense, and it was smart, great marketing, and it was decent research. You know, we could – we could put holes, we could kind of pluck holes at a statistician about stuff, but the bottom line, they prove that essential oils can literally, frankincense, but they can literally kill cancer. Interestingly enough, I mean, orange, I mean, kind of digress, orange is even more potent, folks, because it's more potent in delimining, a proven cancer-fighting right. agent. And myrrh is more potent than frankincense, but somehow frankincense got really popular. Well, now everyone's using frankincense to cure cancer. And at the end of the day, clinically speaking, we do have a reason to believe it can affect people. But I got to tell you, because this is what I've been living and breathing for like four years now, there, I have a lot of people swear on their death, their life bed, that they would be dead if it weren't for applying frankincense on their tumor or taking it internally. So at the end of the day, there, there is confusion of why. We really don't know. Um, but people are having a, a great effect for a number of reasons. But again, at the end of the day, what I've seen there are a number of other oils, like thyme oil, lemongrass. I've already mentioned myrrh. We have calamus. I'm sorry. We have um, sandalwood. We have other proven oils that are really potent in killing cancer cells. Um, right. But what does that mean? Like, how do you work? And I have some thoughts, especially for people that are on, because I've coached a lot of people through this. But I'll leave you with this thought for everyone. I'm not an all or nothing kind of person when it comes to natural solutions versus medical route, because people oftentimes feel I have to do one or the other. I'm a huge proponent of integrative healthcare, and you have to find what works for you. And at the end of the day, you need to find a healthcare provider that understands a little bit about everything to help you navigate because you don't want a drug to counteract your probiotic or an essential oil to mess up your chemo or whatever right. it might be. And you need to remember those things. But to me, by and large, I found everyone that uses natural therapies from the very beginning onset of any diagnosis of any disease through do a lot better than those who don't start that way, even if you're on a, a medical drug. Right. No, I agree. And I think, I, I think medical mindfulness plays a role in that too. You know, I, I think it's very important um, to support what people believe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you think, the chemo is going to work, and chemo can be effective, in, and particularly in certain cancers. It, it's almost better to support that person in that mm-hmm. therapy exactly. than it would be to alter, mm-hmm. you know, alter what they exactly. believe in. 
Hey, that's a whole, that's for 20 years from now. We'll come back and talk about that. You know what I'm saying? That's just like the doors just cracked on that one. But I know Lisa Rankin, you know, I follow her and she's an MD that left her practice because she was like, what we're doing is not working. And I want to see yeah. why these things work in other places. And, and, you know, so she literally went on this quest to, to, to gather this information on medical mindfulness. And I think that's so very important. You know, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting uh, just from a biblical perspective, you know, that the high priests and the rabbis, they were served frankincense infused oil with every meal. So, I mean, there is a, a, a biblical perspective there, but that was not a bottled essential oil. That was the oh, resin, which still contains yes, the boswellic you. acid. You know, so it would be thank better you. off yes. to get some high-quality resin and stick it in a jar with some cold-pressed olive oil and let it infuse. <laughs> oh, really? That. No, no, that's real. Or ground it up and consume it as a supplement. Like, I, exactly, I talked to a lady who right? cured herself, yes, I mean, of, of, I mean, of, of, of a blood marrow tumor, cured herself a blood marrow tumor. She's Indian, frankincense resin, and just a lemon. Actually, she um, praises lemongrass, like literal lemongrass, not the oil, but like the actual the, lemongrass the soup. Like dry yeah, grass. lemongrass yeah. Yeah, soup, yeah. frankincense resin, and a couple of other mushrooms and things I can't pronounce or know because it's, it, she just started telling me. And unbelievable what it could do. That's awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> and but folks, please don't believe it. And I don't know why. I kind of do know why, but please don't believe it. Jesus used essential oils. How do I know he this? He did not I, know. No, you know why? <laughs> Even when it was the steam distillation. Right. There's when so was many distillation oils. invented. Right. 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 They were they were infusions. They were herbal Thank infusions you. that still contain exactly. vitamins and minerals and other constituents yes. that do not yes. cross the distillation process. So they're exactly. not in essential oils. But now let's let's get into the nitty gritty and talk about what you have learned, what you've seen in your studies, what you've seen in your researching, Eric, about essential oils that could be um, supportive for the thyroid. And I want to be um, kind of particular if we can, and because uh, we could be all over the board, right, that, that suppress the thyroid, that speed up the thyroid. That, but I want to be more specific on the symptoms per se um, because we could have a whole show, right, just or two or three. About, right. Just talking about, you know, like, you know, the salivary damage in, in, in um, radioiodine therapy and how essential oils have been uh, beneficial to be utilized for that. But I want to get into the symptoms. Or, you know what? You go. Tell me what That's you good. found the most yeah. stellar information in your research, in your in-depth research on essential oils that can be supportive for the thyroid. So the most shocking information that I received, and this is after consulting with multiple aromatherapists, researchers, and, and, clinic, um, and um, clinical cl- chemists, is that we could literally count on one hand how many trials there are, clinical trials there are about specifically essential oils and thyroid health. Thank you. <laughs> Eric, I'm and, becoming and, a big fan. No, really. So here's my, here's my problem. And I'm going to speak with a little bit of authority here because I have the authority on me to say this. If you're a blogger, if you're a medical provider, if you're a healthcare provider, stop making things up. 
There are so many blogs out there that talk about this, this, and that, that, and quoting research and things. It doesn't exist. And I'll say this much. I'll humble, and I'm not an arrogant guy. I'll humble myself, and I'll say I'm wrong, but I don't, I I can't find it. And my friends can't find it. And my colleagues can't find it. you just got a big virtual hug from me, and only Dana could really tell you what that would mean. (laughs) Well, I love you. (laughs) Only the people that actually know me could tell you that. But mm-hmm. big virtual hug so what do we do? on that one. We put things into context. So when I wrote my book, and I got to tell you something about you ladies out there. I love you ladies. I became more in awe of your body physiologically than ever before when I wrote my book because I was only supposed to have one chapter on women's health. It turned out to be an entire section. And I wrote an entire chapter on autoimmunity. And how do we use essential oils for autoimmunity? It's really about the root cause, inflammation, and symptom management. So basically, what we could show is essential oils, in my opinion, are second to none when it comes to symptoms. I don't want you to go to the over-counter drug to do something that could cause more symptoms if you're dealing with nausea or headaches or mood imbalance or low libido. That's where oils can help. But thyroid, I just have a big old that question mark i'm like i really don't know however i give you some anecdotal evidence say yeah i've heard people put thi- you know fra- diluted frankincense over the thyroid they swear it healed in the okay that's cool but i i'm not going to put right and in, in the future in the future that may be proven exactly there, you know you. what i'm saying but right now exactly. that doesn't exist uh, for in, no. for inflammation Frankincense for inflammation, yes. Frankincense yes. for reducing anxiety. We've got fair amount of, of of credible research that's been done on things like that. But as yes. far right, right. I mean, there is so one I did. Please don't right? Right, right. Exactly. I mean, I think there's one happening. study that was yeah. done on uh, for being able to slow down the thyroid, but that was one study. Like it, it specifically says at the end, this is crazy promising, but, but we need to understand more. So I'm so glad that you said that. I, I just deep breath. I'm just crazy excited for this book. So now let's get into some of the things that you've learned. And I made a little outline. So uh, for, you know, things we have with thyroid problems like fatigue, which is both hyper and hypo, brain issues, focus, sleep, pain, can we talk a little bit about those things and what you've learned oh, yeah. as far as like fatigue in particular with hypothyroidism? What, what, what do we know? Well, one thing I, I think most of us would agree in, in our space, you know, whether it's functional medicine, aromatherapy, natural medicine, and a lot of doctors or more conventional doctors are coming to this, is, is we need to focus on the inflammation problem. And that's a buzzword, and I know, I understand that, but what is inflammation? What does that mean? But at the end of the day, why are people dealing with what they're dealing with? And, you know, folks like Dr. Amy Myers, and, you know, she is convinced that, that, uh, that autoimmunity, that thyroid concerns are really stems from just inflammation overload, and people need to manage that as a root cause. So I would, I would just want to say, at the end of the day, I, I want to get to people like, why? Why are you in the situation are you in? Have you been able to get testing to really isolate the root cause and if you can, that's when we go backward and be like, okay, let's find a targeted specific approach just for me, which, by the way, is completely different than what my friend's going to do. And I think that's important because this mentality of, hey, doctor, I don't feel good. Give me the same white pill that you gave the person before you is exactly what's steep and, and quite frankly, has infiltrated 
the essential oil world, where now people are like, there's an oil for that. Oh, my friend used right. frankincense for this. I'm going to use it. There's no difference. What's the difference well, between and, uh, using frankincense, right? I can help here in that in that perspective. Like, for example, some people's origin uh, or trigger for uh, Hashimoto's was Epstein-Barr. Some people's trigger for Hashimoto was SIBO, okay? So yes. in an essential oil setting, right, you would have two yes. entirely different oils that would actually be beneficial in helping you heal. Exactly. And when you're dealing with the gut, and this is a sidebar, this is a golden nugget for all of you who have gut issues, whether it's SIBO, leaky gut, colitis, whatever it might be, remember what the gut is. And there's a common confusion. The gut's not your tummy. The gut is your colon, right? The distal end of your GI tract. So if you are going to use any therapy, any, you need to have it be enterocoded. Enterocoding right. means there has to be a polymer-coated capsule that won't be digested by your stomach acid. So research has shown proven that peppermint essential oil can literally help cure SIBO and oregano oil of all things can literally repair leaky gut. So how do you get those oils in your gut? Well, you have to put it in a polymer coated capsule and then that bypasses the gastric juices and then the gut will start to digest, absorb, and then bring healing. So again, it's just not, Hey, let me just put a drop in my mouth. And let me put a drop in my gut. And let's talk about, you know, just on the flip side a little bit, about the damage that can be done to the trachea when you do ingest essential oils that are not enteric-coated capsules or, God forbid, no fat whatsoever involved, just adding it to your yeah. water. You know, yeah. you want to talk um, a little bit about that damage that can be done when you do that. And not, and not only that, but your skin, too. Folks, again, our bodies, were, I don't believe, were designed by God to have interaction with neat essential oils long-term. Like, you know, when my son and I went on a hiking trip, he fell and he cut open his head and we were in the middle of the woods and I used straight lavender on his wound and it helped disinfect it, bring healing to it. That's a rare situation. 99.9% of all your ingestion and top level application, you need to dilute and dilution is just with a carrier oil, which basically um, creates just a not so concentrated mixture of what you have. And that could be coconut oil, jojoba, sweet almond. There's a number and so right. when you ingest essential oils, and you can, you could get a tablespoon or a teaspoon of coconut oil, one drop of lemon, mix it up, and that's, that's relatively safe. Most people won't hurt themselves. But if you're going to drink oil straight, you're putting yourself at risk of literally burning your mucous membranes. And here's a kicker. I developed acid reflux, not knowing, again, not knowing about oils early on. I just, because I wanted to bring, you know, good, healthy digestion. I maybe, I forget what it was. I think I had a stomachache. And I just put a couple drops of like caraway peppermint, had a little blend and put it straight. And you know what? Here's the thing about peppermint. Peppermint is, is extremely, you know, it, it's invigorating, but what it does, it's so anti-inflammatory. It, it, it relaxes muscles and right. peppermint can literally relax the esophageal sphincter. So you have reflux, acid reflux, right. the esophageal sphincter, for those of you who don't know, is that basically it's a valve that separates your tummy from your esophagus, and if that's not shut properly, your food will come up, and that's what's known as heartburn. So here am I using good, healthy oils for, not, for digestion, causing indigestion, because I didn't know any better. But you know what? I stopped it, and within four or five days, I went back to normal. Like, that's a cool thing, too, about essential oils. But yeah, it you is. could burn yourself. You could hurt yourself. But there's gel capsules you could get on Amazon for people that just want, you know, I just want to consume oils because I want them in my bloodstream. That's a great uh, technique for pain. You know, copaiba, 
marjoram, basil are great oils to put in a gel capsule, and that's good for systemic pain, for chronic fatigue, even for people that have issues. We can talk about all that different stuff, but um, yeah, there's definitely even even tummy troubles, yeah. right? They, people can dilute yeah. and topically apply and and get significant amount of relief for for tummy bloating and things like that. You know, diluted yes. to a very very small amount and topically applied. And let's talk about inhalation, right? If yes. you deal with an essential oil, it is a it is a volatile molecule. So I always talk about like chicken soup as as traditional aromatherapy. I mean, we were smelling the onion, and I really think Love that it. that's part of a, a of a big ding in our health problems, is the fact that so many people do not cook anymore. So when we cooked, you know, um, we smelled what was cooking: the cinnamon and the apple pie and the and the cloves and the in the in the baking ham and you know what we smelled that smell was actually the essential oils that's what we were smelling and so a lot of these these medical studies that are coming out on being so effective you know particularly for pre-surgical problems and all these different things anxieties mm-hmm. and and whatever is based on inhalation right you just have to and i always use the example of like when you see a big beautiful rose right like who can walk by a big beautiful rose and not just stuff your face in it and go, oh, right? You're instantly relaxed. There, there's a purpose. There's a reason for that, and it's just awesome sauce. I don't know. And you know what it That's does? My- and this is one – I'm glad you mentioned that because it actually helps. I can't prove it, but I know it can help because I can't prove what I'm stating. My you got to say yet. Is, you got to say yet, yes, Eric. Yeah, I can't, I can't prove it, prove yet. it thank yet. Thank you. Thank you. Can't prove it yet, <laughs> but my guess – is the, I'm always going to the mechanism, but we all know you walk into someone's home right before Thanksgiving dinner, what happens? You get hungry. Why? Because mm-hmm. you smell. That's a right. natural response that we need to have. And think of it this way. There's two hormones in the body, leptin and ghrelin, that are by and large the two most troublesome hormones for most people because that causes unhealthy cravings if it's unbalanced and not the fact and, and an unsatiated feeling after eating. So if you have low leptin levels, you're going to have two, three, four plates of food and not feel full. And that's not good. That's what happens to a lot of overweight and obese people. They just don't feel full. Well, that's leptin. If you have unhealthy cravings all the time, that's ghrelin. So what you're proposing is brilliant because the way that we used to live was we didn't eat all day long every day. And I'm sorry if I'm stepping on anyone's toes, but I have no good reason to believe that people need to eat every hour. It's like you got to give your body a break. That's why we call it breakfast. And I know maybe certain conditions necessitate that, but for most people, you know, two like I don't eat three meals a day. Like I haven't eaten yet today. I had my well, matcha green tea to, latte. If you go I'm back hungry. to biblical health, Eric, there I were know. very specific <laughs> fasting periods. Do you know what I mean? You weren't supposed yeah. to eat during that time. So I, I'm a I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. I'm just not sure how to do it. I know I eat when I want to. And I guess I'll tell you this much. I don't drink eight glasses of water like I used to. Why? Because I'm not thirsty. I've learned to be really in tune with my body. Drink when I'm thirsty, eat when I'm hungry. But that's the thing. When you're cooking food, you enjoy, you get your body ready. Like, so when you eat, here's one thing, folks, when's the last time you were really, really hungry and you ate a great meal and you felt awesome? That's how hmm. it should be every time. Most people mm-hmm, eat just right? for the sake of eating. They don't feel satisfied. So what does that mean? They're more likely to, quote, cheat, grab that Snickers bar, grab that whatever ice cream, and do things because they want that, that serotonin rush. Well, you should have that when you eat your normal salad, when you eat your normal soup, and when you eat your good food. 
you should have that. Wow, what a great meal. But you know what? You got to stop eating. And you have to enjoy the aroma from the food. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's such a key point. It is a key point, and I think we, we lost the, you know, a lot of the antiviral properties, the antimicrobial properties, all of these things just by cooking. You know, this was something that, that happened, what, multiple times a day. So yeah. we had this constant, I mean, technically mm-hmm. it was this constant intermittent, well, that's kind of a, a their mean completely opposite, but, you know, a repetitive intermittent inhalation of essential oils daily mm-hmm. when porridges yeah. and soups and and meats and, and all these different things were cooking, you know, we had this constant inhalation of essential oils. I would love, you know, uh, someday to see the study on what, what we lost by that, just um, the inhalation of aromatherapy, you know. And the, the main concern I have, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we're setting the context for this because you set the stage perfectly. I couldn't have done it as good as you just did because this is the kicker. All what you've done, listening to me, everyone listening, most of you, unfortunately, in America and around the world, have replaced that with synthetic smells, your Glade plugins, your candles, and all the things that have been known to cause cancer and, and been linked to neurotoxicity. Just imagine replacing the chemicals with the healthy stuff, and that could be cooking, that could be diffusing, that could be whatever. So we, we want smells all day long. Why? Because they bring happiness and joy. Oils affect the limbic system, your primal brain, your mood, your emotions, your memory. They literally can help change your brain chemistry, which can trigger good things to your body, can bring homeostasis. So, yeah, I love it. And I want to see that. I want to see, like, a turkey blend out there. Like, why aren't people doing this? <laughs> Probably making 200, right? It's like a Thanksgiving turkey blend. I love it. But, yeah, make, make inhalation a normal part of your life. And that could be a variety of different ways, but I promise you folks, it will enhance your life if you do it the right way. And remember, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm hosting a women's health series as part of my masterclass. And it was really on my heart, especially in light of the celebrities coming out, the women, brave women out there who are sharing about their past abuse stories. We have a whole lesson on just how to use essential oils for abuse and trauma. Um, It's that serious. And we have to remember, and I'm saying this as a really key point, oils can trigger, can bring you back to where you were, literally. So you could smell, right. like I will always, like when I walk by a woman who's wearing a certain perfume, it reminds me of being 18 years old and my first girlfriend every time. Right. It's been 20 years. Right. I'm not, you know, it's not my wife. It's my first girlfriend. <laughs> and I'll never forget. That's how powerful uh-huh. smell is. So if you had a, just an unbelievable experience, and you had a certain aroma in that area, let's say it's lavender, and every time you smell lavender, it brings you back to that place. Well, think about that next time you're having right. a stressful day or next time. But on the flip side, what if there's trauma or abuse and there's a certain aroma say, in that area? I was going pretty important. Right? I, I live near right? the base, and, and we have um, you know a lot of military families that are clients of mine, and it's amazing to me how repetitively we have had to avoid smells like vetiver and patchouli and things like that that yeah. trigger a Middle Eastern smell. You uh-huh. gotta steer clear of it. It's fascinating, yeah. And I know I know Scylla talks a lot about PTSD and she does a lot of amazing work um with trauma and uh being yeah. very sense specific is like you said, on the flip side, there's a flip side to that. <laughs> right. Well Scylla's a first responder. She was at nine eleven. Um, yeah, massage using amazing. aromatherapy and massage therapy like Katrina 9-11 
Um, I mean, yeah, so I've learned in my last summit, we interviewed Carrie Hughes, who works with um, sex trafficking victims, and she really blew my mind about the power that really essentially, again, folks, this is much more than smelly stuff. We're talking reshaping your brain chemistry and bringing you healing at at a root cause. And yeah, so much to talk about. Mm. I love it. (laughs) I love that. I well, was let's, just going to say that. Both, let's, I'm going to pull you both back because you guys are just fascinating together. I mean, could you imagine the two of you sitting down for coffee somewhere? Holy moly. Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's, get, let's get back to some um, thyroid, thyroid talk and, and how essential oils can ease some symptoms, some specific symptoms like fatigue and things like that. Just for the listeners so they have some ideas and things that they can do that are safe going forward. Let's so start fatigue, with fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's oh, a good There one. you go, right? Love it. There's been clinical research actually suggesting that um, ingesting essential oil, and they actually tested, um, they tested college athletes and athletic performance. They measured VO2 max, blood pressure, respiratory rate, actual performance measures like jumping and things, and they found that a majority of the students that ingested peppermint oil had greater scores and they performed better. And I have found that applying topical, a topical dilution of peppermint, orange essential oil, and I like spearmint. That is just huge energy on the go. I like to apply that on the back of my neck. I actually like to, um, I actually do like to consume that. Um, I like coconut oil. So you could put a drop of your blend with some coconut oil, consume that right before a race. Inhale that. You can have an on-the-go inhaler, which looks like a lipstick tube. Go online, type up um, aromatherapy inhaler on Amazon. They're super cost-effective. But, yeah, having that on-the-go, I haven't met anyone. I haven't met anyone who is, is, has a tendency to respond well. Because, again, folks, you could respond negatively to oils for a number of reasons. But for everyone who could use peppermint, I'd respond like 100 out of 100 people are telling me it gives them a boost. It gives right, them energy. so that's a good reason to avoid that closer to sleep, too. <laughs> yes. For some yes. people, it can jack them up where they're 2 o'clock in the morning, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Let's read a book now, you know. So to yeah, be mindful like to, of that as well. I actually put a well. drop. And I put a drop in my latte. I like my matcha green tea latte. I put a drop right in my latte. Again, it's diluted because I have coconut oil in it, so I'm not burning my mouth. And that just gives me that. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, that's, that's, where, that's where the energy is coming from. Good rest. My matcha green tea latte, I've been riding high on this thing for three hours solid today. And, um, yeah, there's a number of oils, too. Like, you know, there's Litsia and Ravensera, and there's so many others. Rosemary, you know, eucalyptus, anything. Think of it this way. Think of oxygen as giving you energy. And anyone who really starts to research stretching, meditation, performance, always goes back to deep breathing. And it's hard to deep breathe or it's hard to breathe deeply when you're having shallow breath and you can't, your airways are clogged. I mean, just being basic here. So you want to open up the airways and peppermint, eucalyptus, rosemary, wintergreen can do that. So there's, again, a variety of different ways you could do it. Now let's go to brain issues and focus some good oils for people. Uh, once again, folks, topically diluted or inhaled, um, you know, brain issues and focus for thyroid patients. There's a, there's so, a key one here. Yes. Well, there's oh man, there's a lot. I this is an interesting one because you have to find what works for you, um, because you know this is really this is really interesting. N- Lavender, for example, has been shown 
to bring excitement to children with ADHD learning disabilities where lavender traditionally is, is a sedative, right? Right. So when we talk about things, again, it all depends on your biochemistry, but the one that comes out a lot is vetiver um, because there has been a research. There's one little trial out there. This guy did 30 some patients and and using vetiver and ADHD, but there's so many, like I actually have found a lot of the traditional ones, the frankincense, the MERS, the sandalwoods, these just help people just, just calm. Like there's a reason why, our ancient ancestors burned these resins. And this was and a rosemary, reason. I mean, right? Rosemary yeah, oh yeah. for brain Rosemary's issues memory. and focus. Yes. Rosemary is the herb of remembrance. And that's the other thing. My wife's mother is an herbalist. So you go back to the herb and a lot of those same chemical compounds will, will stay through the steam distillation process. So yeah, rosemary is a big one for memory. Um, but when it comes to focus, I always think of brain fog. I always think of how to clear. I, whenever I think of focus, I think of meditation. This is maybe my thought because I've, um, my mind goes a million miles per minute, as you could tell right, how right. fast I speak. And so anything that could help me just like, you know, just focus on something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where even Ylang Lang comes into a big place for me because Ylang Lang is a known harmonizer. So I like a nice blend of Ylang Lang, frankincense, and sweet myrrh. Um, actually, Sweet Myrrh is a new one that I was just introduced to about a year ago, um, also known as Opaponics. I love that with a little bit of lime. That just gets me to a place where I could just, like, focus and just, just crush a task. Um, that's just a little bit of time and energy, you know, to figure that out. Very cool. Let's go to the next one. How about yeah. uh, for sleep issues, essential oils for sleep issues? They can be super helpful for that. Oh, yes. I um. You know, you got, the, you got the regulars, you got the lavender, you have the Roman chamomile, you have vetiver. Um, when it comes to sleep, and those are just three, but when it comes to sleep, what I've found really works well is a mixture of topical and inhalation. So for someone, you know, giving yourself or giving your partner a, a foot rub, just something to relax like that, that's my wife's crack. Like if I can do anything for my wife, um, I give her a foot massage. She never will have enough foot massages. So if I could just get a couple, you know, make my 2%, um, and we could talk about dilutions in a minute if you want, but if I could just make a 2 to 3% dilution, a little bit of lavender, a little bit of chamomile, um, that just helps her. And then we're diffusing it also. And the key, folks, is putting on the diffuser, you know, about 10 minutes before you go to bed. It really will start permeating the room. You could create a mister, right? And you could create a mister with a little bit of organic grain alcohol, some witch hazel with some water, with some oils, and then spray your pillows with it. And just give yourself a nice foot rub just as relaxation and just, just watch what happens. Um, your body becomes really, really sensitive to these. But there are a number. Um, but, but those are just a few that really just stand out a lot. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, you know, um, one of the things Tiffany taught me when we first started uh, out on this journey for sleep, she said, you know, if you're going to put oils on your feet, get them in your hands, rub it around, and just cup your hands and smell it before you start digging in, you know. Just that relaxation of the breathing along with the uh, essential oils, just the the breathing factors is very helpful, too. It just kind of makes you go, And right. it's a much, yes. much quicker, more fluid entry into the bloodstream. So even if you're doing a massage, you want to make sure that you have that initial, you know, deep breathe and, and get some, you know, some in. And massage is amazing. You know, there's so many libido issues, too, with, with thyroid patients. You know, yes. they're, they're so multifactorial, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're using essential oils for sleep and you have, 
you know, a partner that's massaging you with sleeping oils, that in and of itself, the stimulation of the touch and the smell, and that can help libido just in and of itself. You know, the closeness and, and um, yeah, I don't know. I yes. just love them. You know, and I look at my, I, well in a I'm looking at a hundred like, oils. Oh. I'm looking at a bunch of my oils. I'm reminded of the woods. I'm reminding of the mm. whole woods and the Buddha woods. Like think just as really rooted, grounded, like these trees have such deep roots. The evergreens even can help too. just, just there's an energetic exchange. I feel from the plant to the oil, to the, to the user. And again, these wood oils are fantastic. Even, um, I just found this muhuhu. What a cool name! But something yeah. if it smells like you know if it smells like tree bark, it's it's good for you. You know, I mean, it's good right, for rest a, and relaxation. That can be a much uh, cheaper alternative uh, for sandalwood, actually. Yeah, and and nuke, um, nutka, n o o t k a. Like again, I got like all of them. It's fun, but there's Manuka. so many. Just have fun with them. Yeah, newt, nutka, n o o t k a. Again, just oh, super yes. grounding. Yeah, super woodsy. I mean, I just love it. Hey, I, I, you mentioned something that's really important, folks. I mean, this is something, like, I think is really key. Um, studies have shown, like, transdermal patch studies, you know, like people who use a nicotine patch on their arm, there's a reason why they say put it on your arm. You know, um, at, they've studied the permeability of every part of the body, and the, they ranked which parts of the skin are more permeable, basically which parts of the body will allow and help the essential oils to get into the bloodstream, which, by the way, they do within minutes which parts of the body are most permeable. And first, as you might expect, are the most sensitive parts, like your genitalia, your nasal mucosa, your ear, your mouth, your nose, which we don't want to use oils in those ways at all under the guidance of a trained medical professional. Other than that, the number one place for the everyday user is the back of your neck or the front of your neck. And number two is your stomach, your abdomen, your trunk. Number three would be your arms and your, and your, and your hands. And last would be your legs and your feet. So when I suggest using oils for your aromatherapy massage, it's more for like the rubbing, the touching, the reflexology, and they do get an inhalation benefit because you'll start smelling them. But if you want oils to penetrate in your bloodstream, my thing is put them on, the, put them on your tummy. It's a great way, a good dilution, rub it on your stomach, and you'll because we actually have clinical trials testing lavender, for example, and detecting full concentration of the oils within 20 minutes of applying over the abdomen. So that's just a food for thought. Now, how about close uh, close locations to the lymphatic systems, Eric? Have they sounded the? Have you guys done any studies on that as far as increased? Yeah, that's that's the kicker for me with the the feet. It's so funny. You're actually getting more benefit from the reflexology than you are yes. from the essential oils per se. But um, you know, so still beneficial, but definitely not the quickest way. And and that's just logical, you know, being uh, that our feet, you know to protect us from microbes and different things, you know, that would be a slowing of a, but like lymphatics, have you found any increased uh, in a lymphatic area? I haven't, I haven't, but by and large though, essential oils have been shown to boost metabolic function. So I would conjecture can also help increase lymphatic drainage and flow, but no, I haven't. See, that's where we're at. Not yet, but soon yet. We're yeah. I would have love those to see that studies. as far as, yep. you know, yeah. Right. The future is so promising. And so fragrant. <laughs> it is. It is. And we need money. Like, for those millionaires listening, like, if you're a millionaire, billionaire, give us your money. I mean, find a good company. There are actual good third-party organizations that research this stuff. Like, I'm not kidding. This can help change the world of medicine and healthcare as we know it. 
I love the, no. the blue tansy. Eric, are you familiar with blue tansy, the blue tansy analysis and the, and how that started yes. out? And, and yeah. I love the blue, the blue tansy theory, which was where, you know, you had people that donated for third-party gas chromatography that, that created this transparency for quality of essential oils. I just, abs- it's, I mean, it was just amazing. It was genius, really. Yeah. But what if we started something like that for essential oil research? And so we could have, I'm sure, any everybody, depending on, you know, it, it wouldn't matter what company you supported or whatever your deal was, right? But to support, what if we took that same premise of Blue Tansy and had yes. people donate, right? There, You could get millions, billions of dollars. Eric, put this on your list. Take notes. That's what we where have. Where people could <laughs> donate to these things I'm and in. promote the research. So give us some company names. Who are we supporting? Who do we do this with? Unfortunately, you mentioned one of the few that have anything. And I say this, this is the need where we're at. This is how fun it is. We That's have aromatherapy. To-do list. Yeah, we, they're only, <laughs> they're only testing list. for safety. Here's the thing, though. We're dealing with health claims, and now it's like no one wants to touch the stuff. Everyone's freaked out. This Ebola FDA thing freaked out everyone. We need but people if, that can, yeah, me, we need great, a good I got to do it. <laughs> we need we a good attorney. You got to do it. You got to do it. All you right. have the voice. Scylla has the education. You have we people that will donate to the cause, right? That, that's, a, that's a consumer demand, right? We wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily be going out on a limb and saying because you would be disclosing to the people that donated. That's a private deal, right? I, I don't it. know. There's a way we can do it. it. We need an attorney. If we have any attorneys I'm, listening, please contact Eric Zelensky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My phone I'm signing is. you up, Eric. <laughs> I love it. Forgive me. I, I'll tell you, I, I'll definitely be on a medical advisory board of something like that because it's not as hard as you might think. We just need money. We need legal protection. And I am grateful because there are actually nonprofits that are testing essential oils for purity. Like you mentioned, the blue tansy, like they, that's all they're doing just, but you know what? That's, that's grassroots and aromatherapist folks, these folks ain't rich. A lot of them are starving artists, and I love them. I know a lot of them. There's, there's really few that are marketers that, that are making good money, and it's this profession that is, has so much potential. Um, well, I know Robert Coppice, like you know, lovingly known as Dr. P, I know he's been involved in medical research on the essential oils of cannabis. <clears throat> so I yes. wonder, and Syl is very good friends with him, so maybe we need, we need some. We need some networking hey, here. I gotta say, Dr. P, we <laughs> we'll got make it, it a Dr. grassroots on, event. Oh yeah, he, he's on speed dial because he was on two of my summits. Like he's the one who first told me that seventy-five percent of all the oils on the market are adulterated. And anyway, and yeah, he does Rob an awesome is a job guy. of promoting that too. If you follow yeah. Dr. P, he he definitely he's he's not quiet about it, which I love. I just love it. No. And now he's focused more, not necessarily on adulterations, but he's a focused on the different percentages and constituents which change, rather than someone just saying this is a therapeutic oil. He's saying, well, is it right? Let's let's let's, let's put some constituents and percentages here and talk about yes. that. Oh, just because it's that. easy to put a lot of chemicals, and I forget the chemical. I should know this, but they strip the chemicals from cassia, which are super cheap, and they put them in cinnamon. And it gives it a sweeter smell, but people aren't getting the therapeutic effect on their cinnamon bark as they would because cassia is considered a junk oil, right. considered a cinnamon. Adulteration yes. is an art. Yes. It really is. That's it's, Rob. It's, uh, Rob taught me that. Yeah. 
He's he's an amazing person too. <clears throat> so many amazing people. Yes. <sighs> love okay. it. Okay, well you guys, you guys You guys just talk and talk and <laughs> it's so amazing. I was just trying to keep up. It was just it was fabulous. I want to talk really quickly before we let you go cuz we could just talk to you all day about your master class and what's coming up for you even though we know the books coming out and things like that. Let's just share some Eric's, you know, high winds and on and the horizon. Endeavors. Yeah, that's right. Oh, thank you, thank you. So day two is today. Day two, we have a ten-part video masterclass, and I have videos that are just about twenty minutes long. We're keeping it short, sweet, to the point, and we're teaching everyone how to use oils from aromatherapy one hundred and one all through advanced strategies and protocols. We actually do talk about cancer. I do talk about diabetes and some other more chronic diseases that are really creating havoc in the planet. And people can sign up for free. It's my gift. It's my global premiere. We already have over 53, I think now, 54,000 people that have already signed up. And super excited. And for folks, if you sign up today or tomorrow, don't worry. We'll give you access to the other videos. But every video is available that you can watch for one day. And we're just sharing the love of essential oils. And after that, I get a chance to breathe for a minute. And my book, The Healing Power of Essential Oils, publishes March 13th. And it's available everywhere books are sold right now for pre-order. Now, Eric, can people connect uh, to your master class on DrEricZ.com? Yeah, yeah. Um, or they could okay. just go to, or they could type up um, essential oils for AbundantLiving.com. So if you want to go to the master class, yep, essential oils for AbundantLiving.com. And to get the book, HealingPowerOfEssentialOils.com. And when is that due out in print? What is, what is your trajectory date on that? Oh, that's um, yeah, that's uh, that's March thirteenth. March thirteenth, the magic date. Awesome. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. <sighs> we are excited been... for you, and I will tell you that it's exciting to have a credible resource out there for people. I um, I really have enjoyed uh, talking with you. This morning. Hey, if you want to interview Rob too, let let me know. And so, folks, he runs Essential Oil University on Facebook. He has like next to me, and this isn't like bragging, but I mean, it's um, like I have like 160 some thousand people on my Essential Oils University Facebook page. Rob has like the next to my page, the largest non-branded essential oil page on the on Facebook, and he just educates. He's a chemist, and it's fu- funny how geeky people get i love it like they're like challenging gcms reports so, so anyway if you want to interview with rob he's great man he's brilliant yes. and Scylla. yeah let's open up the, again we're going to flood your your radio with aromatherapists and chemists but you know you get a lot of other nut nut nuggets out there because these people are brilliant in a lot of different ways so well yeah, and it does stay affect tuned for more let's be honest it does affect the thyroid your quality of mm-hmm. essential oils your frequencies of usage it does affect your metabolism and different things. So that is applicable to the thyroid very, very much. Oh, you know what I didn't talk about and I should have and I forgot is triclosan and how that has been proven to have thyroid hormone disruption. Um, folks, triclosan is in your hand sanitizer. It's been a registered pesticide. Or I'm sorry. It's been a registered pesticide since 1969. It's in your dial soap. 
The FDA finally banned it last year, but only in a couple products. It's in your toothpaste. Like what I found, and you know, it, Dr. Isabella once interviewed me for her thyroid secret documentary, and right. she's like, "What do we talk about?" I'm like, "Well, there's only like two studies to reference. Why don't we talk about how to stop <laughs> the toxicity?" So my big pitch, and I'll give you the key if you haven't seen her documentary, is here's what I said in a nutshell: Stop poisoning your thyroid by using right. triclosan-based chemical products, and either make your own or buy something that you know is 100% chemical-free. And that's where I Maybe we should have Mama Z. We'll have Mama Z on for how Mm -hmm. to make some beauty products and make some home cleaning products that are are beneficial for not toxicifying your thyroid. (laughs) Yes. Move it to the natural realm. Or join the master class. Or Or join the master class. Five or six. Lesson Very five or cool. six airing Friday and Saturday. We talk all about home care and body care because Mama Z and I'm, you, we got to get us all together. It's like, I think we'd explode the energy. Um, if uh, like we did this together, it's such a fun time, but yeah, she's converted our entire home into just non-toxic aromatherapy haven. Folks, I'll leave you with this thought. Your home should be a safe place. It should be a safe place to land emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And a lot of folks, have marital disruption, children acting out, a lot of sickness and disease just because the environment in the home is toxic. And I'm not blaming you. I mean, I'm a victim of miseducation. And I would conjecture everyone listening is a victim of misinformation in a variety of ways because we've just been spewed upon by big ag, by big gov, by big pharma. And look at our media. Look at all the options you have at Walmart. 99.9%. I can't buy anything at Walmart. You know, when you even I get can't even go into everything. the store. <clears throat> I can't no, even go in there it. because of the smell. Doctor P had a heyday with with the essential oils offered by Walmart and Walgreens. Doctor P oh, had a heyday with that one. <laughs> oh, folks, yeah, that's another thing. I, I don't want to get sued by Walmart, but you check what the chemists say about the evaluations of the five dollar frankincense that they're selling. So at the end of the day, folks, Gosh. create an environment. And that's what my wife has done is she's created peaceful retreat, which is called my home. You don't have mm, to go awesome. to Shangri-La Institute in Florida. You don't have to go spend buku bucks to the Ritz-Carlton Spa. You could have spa day every day at your home, and it's not hard with a couple drops of essential oil, some shea butter, and you get creative. So I'm just encouraging you all, yeah, join the master class. Keep following these lovely ladies. I just love you both. I love what you're up to. And everything that you're doing, I'm so excited. we got to stop this thyroid epidemic. It's just crazy out of control. And I'm telling you, it's preventable and treatable and, and reversible. We're getting there. We are. We one are. By one. Really, really quick, I want to ask you, do you know what episode number you're in um, on the Thyroid Secret for Isabella Wentz? I think Tiffany and I are both in number six. And so I just wondered if you knew. Oh, I think it's six or seven. Oh, okay, so yeah. we might, we might all be in the yeah. same one. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, uh, this, is, this, <laughs> this has been a long episode. time coming. This has been a long time coming. We are so glad to have yeah. you um, available to us today and to take the time. So thank you so much. This was great. We can't wait to see you in person. Oh, I love it. Thank you all, too, and thank you for listening, everyone. Much love. Thank you, You too. Eric. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to have to say it. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a he fan. Was, he was he was it's speaking your he was speaking your language. 
he was and i'm i am just incredibly proud of the shift it's an awesome thing awesome because mm-hmm. he's got a big voice and with the credible information that has uh, amazing potential so i am just super super excited um that we had him on i really am mm-hmm. you know i mean there was a lot of very beneficial very safe very credible information on essential oils and 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 i love the fact that he just is calling some bloggers out on the floor right the research <laughs> is just not there to say that right mm-hmm. you know and we we can't take one person's experience and put it out there as safe or able to do that. That's that's just not that's just not good information. Do you know what I'm saying? One, so one I'm, of the things I'm really I wanted excited to, we had him on. One of the things I wanted to say, I was trying to to throw it in there, but you guys weren't really breathing. Y'all were just talking. Is that he was going <laughs> along the the same lines of you know we always say health is very bio individual. It's the same thing when you're thinking of essential oils. You know, you can't say, well, just because peppermint, peppermint works, you know, for me, get rid of my headaches, that it's going to work for you. And that's, what, that's right. what a lot of people are doing. And that's what well, a lot sure, of people are following. Peppermint stimulates bile, so it can actually be problematic for certain people. That's why it's so important to pay attention to yourself. And, um, you know, if you're a, an, an essential oil enthusiast out there, make sure that you're following credible science-based people if they're – if they're making <clears throat> or they're educating and doing things like that, they should be willing to back it up with references. Like Eric said, he's got, what, what do you say, 400 references in his book. Super excited to get my hands on that when it comes out. And, um, you know, credibility. You've got to evaluate credibility in essential oil edu- education and information right now. That's, that's, that's key. That's mm-hmm. key. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really, that really was is. fun. Yeah, I could have done I could that tell. all day long. I know. I, know. I could totally <laughs> tell. <laughs> As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. We could, of course, go on all day, and we could laugh with you all day, but we thank you so much for joining us. And if you enjoy our shows, um, as much as we enjoy doing them, we would love a little review on iTunes. Also, before we get into anything further, I do have to say that Jenny and I, my partner in my other business, are launching Thyroid Refresh very, very soon. Stay tuned. It is like a living, breathing thyroid lifestyle magazine along with our um, flagship product, which we we will be unveiling the day of our uh, live Facebook party launch. We'll be talking a little bit about it. Expert written articles on cutting-edge Thyroid Health, exclusive recipes and instructional cooking videos. Jenny just did a few adorable, fabulous. Access to our amazing community of thyroid thrivers and forum and our revolutionary thyroid wellness adventure. So we'll be talking more about that. So check it out, Thyroid Refresh. Had to throw it in there before we moved on to some other things. Just very, very excited. Been working on it eight or nine months now, so cannot wait. Very exciting. It is an, it is a unique tool for thyroid patients. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for this for you. Of course, please don't forget to check out thriveprobiotic.com. Very unique, wonderful, amazing benefits for thyroid patients. Uh, thyroid uh, <laughs> Thrive Probiotic. I'm tongue-tied right there. Thriveprobiotic.com. <laughs> Also wanted to mention again, uh, you can find all things Dr. Eric Zelinski at 
Dr. Dr. Eric, E-R-I-C-Z dot com, D-R-E-R-I-C-Z dot com, and grab his book coming out on March 13th. Yeah. And of course, most importantly, Dana and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to be listening to your body. Regardless of everything else, go within and it will tell you everything you need to know. You just have to be listening. I wanted to say on that note before we close completely is that your body really is so very brilliant and smart. I mean, I have a friend who, you know, does kinesiology and, and some other things and really is in tune, so in tune with her body. She can just, like, lean into, like, a vegetable and know whether it's good for her or not. I mean, your body is really that smart. Or really lean away from it, smart, depending. Right? It really is. Right? So pay attention. I think that's one of the things I'm trying or wanting to teach my kids is to really listen to your body because that will, well, that and will to, guide you. Well, to pull it. Essential oils in on and as a note on that, you do not need essential oils for your immunity. It's a, it's been shown that it can interfere with the developmental uh, process of a child's immune system. So we weren't designed to have them, you know, all day long, every day at, at this constant, you know, uh, constantly there. It's just not your your body is designed. It can be beneficial in times of illness and things like that. Yes. But remember that your body is a is a phenomenal design. So respect to, that, you know, use it as supplemental like you would anything else. There's right? always that, you know, too much of a good thing isn't a good thing, right? Not too, too much, much water. Too much of a good thing, right. And so just right. because people, one of the things people do, I think, and I see this a lot, is that they think that essential oils are so great that they just put them everywhere and use them all day long, like Tiffany just said. Like it's it's not good to do that. Just because I have a whole bunch of, you know, essential oils sitting right here in front of me doesn't mean I use them all day long every day because they're so good for you because that makes them not so good for you. So just to right. just to reiterate, your body's really smart and listen to it, everything in moderation. This is Dana and Tiffany, your Thyroid Nation Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. And we are. See you next week. We are. We are. We're talking to Ben Lynch next week. We're excited. Thank you, guys. Super exciting. (laughs) Bye. Have a wonderful week.